0: All right, and here we go again, another edition of Sunday Poor. Welcome to the program. This is going to be a second attempt, recapping the Bulls, the last dance uh, show from Sunday night. We gave this a shot the other day. We had some technical difficulties, but uh, we're going to try and rebound, come back today and do even better than we had the other day. So as always, my name is Anthony. I'm here on the horn with my cousin, Ant. How the fuck's it going, man? And what are you drinking? Uh I got the bottle of Dewar's in front of me. Today was a tough one. Oh man, shit. Anything on want... I feel like I should have asked you pre-show. <laughs> should... <laughs> could, I, could I ask you how is it something you want to discuss on the show or no nope, something... not at all. Oh man. Fuck me running. <laughs> Let's get this shit over with then. <laughs> 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 Fucking cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. Well, Let's just get, this, let's get right into it then. Let's just jump into the Bulls. We'll start with uh, episode uh, it was episode five and six the other day. Episode five starts out, and it is Kobe. Uh, I think people knew it was coming uh, before, but even still, seeing Kobe talk about Jordan, the kind of sit uh Jordan was his influence, and without Jordan, he doesn't have five rings. And then back to that all from 1980. And uh, you know, a young, eighteen-year-old rookie, and kind of cool seeing, kind of cool seeing Jordan in real time in nineteen eighty-eight. Talk about Colby before he was Colby. You know, Colby even Colby even said it in the uh, in in the in his interview there. He was just a kid who shot air balls at that point.
1: Oh yeah, going going back to that going back to that Utah series, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely cool seeing uh, Jordan uh, talk with Kobe. Uh, I think it was pregame and postgame, just chatting up a little bit, mm-hmm. and seeing Jordan talk about him in the locker room almost kind of calling a shot that you know that kid lets the yeah, he doesn't let the game come to him; he, he attacks.
0: So, I didn't realize something you,
1: something along those lines. So, so
0: Jordan wins his, his, uh, wins the um, All Star MVP. Kobe had the second most points in that game behind Embiid. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize that until uh, later on this week. Well, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even
1: remember that All-Star
0: game, to be honest. I mean, I, I remember on just on the being MSG, I remember, you know, the, the hype around it being kind of maybe Jordan's last one. And, uh, I mean, just Jordan in the Garden. And any, any basketball game in the Garden is always special. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless the Knicks are playing.
1: Right. Uh, special for the other team. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was um, – yeah, we all kind of, like I said, we, we, we knew it was kind of coming that Kobe um, appearance, and definitely takes on a different, a different uh, meaning of special now that he's gone. I, which I can't believe was you know just this fucking year. It was only like three months ago. Yeah. Well, um, it's
1: interesting because you know we, when we talked about Kobe when that happened with the tragic accident, uh, we talked about how you can't tell the story of Kobe without talking about MJ. And I guess now that, you know, so much time has passed and MJ's career is in the books and Kobe's career is obviously in the books, I guess you got to tell – you can't tell the story of MJ without mentioning Kobe, too. When you talk about the impression he had on the younger guys coming up, Kobe's the number one example. Uh, exhibit A.
0: Okay. I, see, here's the thing. Like, you, I, you don't see much about Jordan being a mentor to younger players, but Kobe has to be the exception,
1: or is the exception. Well, I think and, I think because – Jordan not I mean Jordan not too long after he retired which I mean how many times did he retire after the Wizards (laughs) I guess you know he went right into a front office role yeah so when you're when you're when you have that role like I don't see Jeter being a mentor to guys outside of maybe guys in the Marlins yeah it's kind of like you know what I mean it's not it's your job to kind of run your team and you know help out your guys but uh, I don't know. I mean, Jordan's not the friendliest
0: guy either, so I don't see him being. Yeah, you know, he doesn't want to give anybody else an edge when he has to play him, you know, a couple times a year or in the playoffs. He doesn't want to give anybody any kind of anything to work with. So I guess at that point, maybe he knew, maybe he saw something in Colby and was like, you know, I will help this guy. Out. I see this fire that reminds me of myself.
1: Yeah,
0: and uh, you know, he's not going to he's not going to meet
1: me in the finals anytime soon. So. <laughs> Right, oh, yeah, Jordan got out just in time before uh, having to play Kobe. Do you know who Jordan's favorite player is currently?
0: Jordan's favorite current basketball
1: player. I don't know if I hmm. heard this directly from him, but I, I heard it somewhere. I don't know where. Hmm. Is uh, it
0: Donk- Do- Luka
1: Doncic? No, Don- nah, you probably won't get it because you probably don't like this guy's game. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the guy's game. Well, I don't like his game.
0: I uh, see. I have no idea. Russell Westbrook <laughs> that makes so much sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, he, I think he likes him because he just plays hard every night, and he just doesn't take doesn't take any plays off. It's one of those guys. And there's one thing about Russell, like he's one of the guys in
0: the league right now that is not smiling a lot on the court. He's got that scowl all the time, which is like Jordan-esque.
1: Yeah, you know, he's
0: he's not joking around to the players. He wants to rip your heart. He doesn't have the same. He's got a million skills that he that he. Oh, uh, no, he's
1: very talented. Yeah. He's
0: but but doing. he Brad <laughs> Brad br- exactly he falls a little bit short of the Jordan. He's part. got
1: the irrational confidence part down, definitely. For sure, for sure, for sure. I he, mean, when Durant got- when Durant came back with the Warriors, I remember that was a prime time game, mm-hmm. like some Saturday night game, and he basically yeah. tried to take the Warriors on one on five. It was almost like he tried to do his Jordan against the Celtics in '85 or '86, whatever that was. Yeah, uh, they lost by like twenty that night. <laughs> But he thought on the court at the time. <laughs> he really thought he was going to take them on one on five and beat them.
0: It was probably their best chance to beat them too. Was him? Yeah, that thunder team got blowing is. up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. I guess I never. I didn't know that. How, how recently did you hear that?
1: What when the doc came, just... I probably heard it on a podcast or read it in an oh, article. Okay. All right, all right. Might not be true. But, you know, if you going to research it after the show. I think. I think I heard that though.
0: Yeah, Russ Russell's not there to make friends, and Jordan wasn't either. Right, right, right. Uh, except for, like, except for, and here's where you kind of see it. I don't want to say softer side of Jordan, but it you, you see how he is with the players he's always going at in the league when, this, when they get to the Dream Team stuff. And I, you know what? I get a little bit confused because I've seen so much Dream Team stuff throughout the years between, like, Michael Jordan airtime, uh, the Dream Team documentary that came out a couple years ago, and this. So if if I'm like if I'm veering off book here from this show, which is because they're all kind of muddled together, but there, there's conversations about like him and Larry staying up playing cards all night and, and stuff like that, mm-hmm. playing playing golf with I think it was like most like Chuck Daly's playing golf with, but, <laughs> uh, but but playing golf with 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 some of those guys and uh, and just bonding with with other players in ways that you wouldn't normally expect to see from Jordan. I think some of it had to do with the, the Magic influence and the, the Bird influence, those guys being well past their prime – I, you know, Magic being out of the game for uh, some time at that point uh, for, you know, because of AIDS. And Larry, you know, I think Larry probably was re- – was he retired at that point? I think his uh, he, last
1: game was 93, so he may have had one year left tops. Larry only played two games at the Olympics, I think. He didn't play a lot. No, yeah, all, he, was, back he was, was, was done. He was, Back stuff. was for shit. So, yeah. um, so Bird, I had a lot of a vacation for Bird. He was drinking the whole time. Barkley talks about that in the dream team doc about <laughs> drinking Budweiser with him.
0: <laughs> yeah. The kid, kid from French Lick, man, of course, is putting back Buds in front of Chuck. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Cause Jordan, I know Jordan got a reputation for being a hard ass, but he was friendly with guys. Like going back to the episode where they show him playing, uh, golf with Ainge yeah it's true yeah people yeah. used to accuse him of being kind of a phony or not a, a phony. In the grass. yeah like rolling guys to sleep i never really bought that cause i i don't i mean if you if you let your guard down around michael jordan man shame on you you're a fucking dummy like <laughs> <laughs> like i don't like i remember they used that uh we'll get to the sun series later but the, i remember they they used that uh when he used to play barkley they, they said uh I don't know if Barkley he, he rolled Barkley to sleep or you know he uh, I, I don't even I forget the language exactly they used but like Barkley was there's no way Barkley didn't give max effort when he played Jordan Jordan was better yeah I don't, I don't it's think pretty simple
0: thing, right I mean I don't think any of Jordan's mind games are what set those games apart I think it was just Jordan was Jordan and Barkley was as great as great as Barkley was and I'll talk about a little bit about that later about how I'd kind of forgotten how fucking good. Charles Barkley was, especially in those, that, that little stretcher with the Suns. I mean, he was out of this world. But, um, yeah, I don't think it was the, the Jordan mind games that were uh, setting, it, setting it apart. But maybe for Jordan, maybe it, it, him playing those games, it put him in a different mindset. Just, it made him think, like, look, I got this guy right where I want him. And you set the guy up for a kill, and you think he's there. You're going to yeah. take the shot. Was it, Van, and, uh, was it
1: Van Gundy who came out and said something along those lines? I don't, I don't recall. I, I don't remember. It, I think it was Van Gundy because you, you remember the game. I mean, I, I'm jumping ahead now because this, this – I wonder. I hope they come this game in one of the later episodes. I think it was mm-hmm. 97. Okay. Van Gundy came out with, with some sort of – it was some comment similar to that with Jordan being friendly with guys and kind of yeah. getting their guard down. Yeah, it was right yeah. before the Knicks played the Bulls, and Jordan went out there and scored, like, 50 and just talked shit to Van Gundy <laughs> the whole time. Like, even, even in, like, the handshake line after the game, like, he was, like, in Van Gundy's face. But I think it was that's, Van Gundy who brought that to, like, to light, to the public.
0: That's the mindset, though, man. I mean, once you're on the court, there's no more friends. you got to step on somebody's nuts. You're going to step on somebody's nuts, you know?
1: Yeah, it wasn't just uh, the... finer quotes, I guess. <laughs> Uh, but that uh that dream
0: team stuff, and they bring like Tony Kukoc into the into the mix there, and they they talk about how uh you know Jordan and Pippen attacked Kukoc in their first game against Croatia,
1: right? And it was
0: all based on the fact that Jerry Krause
1: loved this kid, drafted him, wanted him to come over. Yeah, I had forgotten they, all about the whole Kukoc thing. How they drafted him in '90? Yeah, yeah, he didn't want to. didn't want to come over
0: because there was some shit going on in Croatia, and he didn't want to leave his family. Plus, he was making a lot more money. Yeah. Uh, over there, which shit, man. Why, you know, it's a good business decision, right? If you're making, if you're making more money. Why are you gonna go play
1: over? Yeah, or are
0: you gonna go play in the states, except for the promise of maybe getting more money later. But, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about how pe- people kind of feel bad for Tony Kukoc. But how they abused him in that one game. But I look at it a little differently because I see it as you know, Scotty and Michael went out there and they they needed them they don't not they needed the motivation, but they found the motivation uh in this, you know, Jerry Krause you know, adulation for cool coach and said, Look, we're gonna go out there, we're gonna fucking attack this guy, we're gonna take him out of the game, and we're gonna we're gonna win this game by a million. That's the end of the story. Mm-hmm. And they needed if they needed to find the motivation to go out there. And even if it's a much lesser Croatian Croatia team, I mean, <laughs> grant, granted it's got three NBA players on it, but it's not, you know, it's not enough to beat this. I mean, they were the this second dream best team.
1: team in the Olympics, probably by a wide margin.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was Kukoc, Dino Raja, and uh, Drazen Petrovic. Yeah, and uh, yeah, really good ball players all around, but yeah, just not can't, couldn't stack up against the dream team. So yeah, if they if they maybe they knew that it was it was going to be. If they let their guard down against this team, maybe they knew they, you know, they could get hit in the mouth and put up, see themselves in a bad position. But they, let, they, they found the motivation, they went out there, and they did abuse him in that first game. Um, but, you know, I don't feel bad for coach because that's, that's competition right there. And you need to earn your respect between the lines. On the court, yeah. you need to earn that respect. And shit, man, if, it, if you're going up against two of the best defenders of all time, and you're able to come back from that, and in the gold medal game, I mean, they still got still got beaten um, pretty handily, but um, if you're able to come back and, and have a better game, then that, that's that's enough to look at this guy and say, all right, he's mentally tough. He's not, you know, he's not this soft European pussy. He's, uh, you know, he 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 can he can take a licking and and he's gonna come back the next day. He's not gonna put his head down. He's not gonna sulk, and. Uh, He's a competitor
1: yeah I, I don't think i don't think m. j and Scotty went into it thinking like uh Ku Coach has to earn our respect, but I think he they came out of the gold medal game with uh
0: with Ku Coach yeah.
1: having you know yeah no, it wasn't like a test no, i don't think it was right I agree with you i don't
0: think it was a, it was a uh, a test to see. This, can this game hack it with yeah, us? Yeah, but he
1: bounced back in the gold medal game, had a pretty good game, and Jordan, I think, was quoted in, in after the game saying something like, yeah, he can ball a little bit.
0: <laughs> cool coach. I mean, he was silky smooth cool coach, man. I mean, he, Yeah, he was very like,
1: European, like uh, almost like a poor – probably not as good as Ginobili, but like a poor man's Ginobili kind of.
0: Probably as good of a shooter as Manu. But Different player. He's bigger. Yeah good ball handler, good court vision, could rebound if you had to. Yeah. Um and he could shoot. I just He could a shoot a little goal. bit. You know, we
1: a better shooter, but Coach
0: yeah. Kukoc could shoot a little bit. Uh and you Coach, good court great court vision, man. You yeah. wanted the ball in his hand. If you had Jordan and Pippen, yeah. you know, coming down, you him him having the ball in his hands uh was was a good thing for the Bulls, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so silky smooth. Good ball player. Um yeah, but they they go on the dream team stuff. There's the whole Nike thing.
1: Uh, yeah, which I didn't I didn't remember at all.
0: Yeah, the whole thing. I mean, I think I feel like they made a bigger deal out of the out of the Nike thing at the Olympics with uh, Jordan draping the flag over the emblem. I, was, I remember was it Adidas or Reebok? Reebok. Yeah, well, I, I guess it, I guess it worked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember that being that big of a deal at all. Yeah, but, to uh, me, it's not
1: even. It's a non-story it's like a, to me, really.
0: But, I mean, here you, here you have Nike going after Jordan, you know, in a world where it's dominated by Converse, Reebok, uh, and who knows what else. But, I mean, and Jordan didn't even want to go to Nike.
1: Yeah, his mother's the one who talked him into it. Uh, <laughs> give the upstart company a chance. And really what did it was he, he didn't like Converse. Or, no, he didn't. Was it he either didn't like Converse or he just didn't want to be another one because they had Bird, Magic, Doctor J, Bernard King doing those commercials? And yeah. He did, I think he wanted to like set it, you know, a name for himself with a different shoe, and he had his mind <laughs> on Adidas. Uh, and Adidas kind of, can he? Adidas kind of snub him, right?
0: Is that what happened? Would they
1: they, they lowball them or they wanted, uh, oh maybe they, they, they lowball? Oh maybe they lowball. I don't. I don't know. That focus... was kind of his only, kind of his only choice at that point.
0: His his agent might have had a a, a hand in that too, if I remember, because he, he, I remember Falk was talking about um, how how he wanted to market Jordan more as like an individual type player, not a team player, but oh, like, right. like like a, a, boxer, like a, like a tennis yeah. player or a boxer, yeah.
1: Um, I don't know if he had a hand in that, too, but, yeah, it was, it was all Mrs. Jordan. Imagine the high <laughs> of being one of those guys that was in on that pitch, one of those suits for Nike. Oh, man. I, would, I would never stop telling that story. I would <laughs> shamelessly just find a way to bring it up constantly. I mean, there would be, be shit all over
0: your mansion to remind everybody that came over that, you know, you were, you were in on the Jordan, you know, uh, pitch meeting.
1: Yeah, and it Sold was his, Jordan. Wasn't his agent that came up with the Air Jordan.
0: Oh yeah, what was it? Uh, Air
1: Air Nike, right? Because there was like aerosol
0: or something in the yeah
1: Yeah. aerosol
0: air Air Jordan. Yeah, (laughs) the rest is history. Nobody thinks about that shit at all, man.
1: You had Jordans, Uh, obviously, right?
0: Yeah, I've had uh, I I think I've I've had a couple pairs of Jordans, but I've only had one pair that he wore on the court. Like I think I had a couple just different, you know, different offs not offset, but like off. Off uh, court stuff, yeah. Uh, but I had one pair of Jordans that he wore in '93, uh, in the '93 playoffs, '93 finals, at least. Yeah, I had, uh, I had
1: at least one pair in the '90s. I don't remember. He always used to switch it up.
0: Which ones your favorite Jordans?
1: Oh man, some good ones. <laughs> I don't. Even, I, to be honest, I don't even know. There's like they all blend into me. Like I'm not like a sneakerhead, really. I like a nice pair of sneaks, yeah. but I'm not like, oh yeah, the Jordan uh, 12s.
0: Oh yeah, I don't know the numbers, but yeah. the, like the like the all black with the patent leather are my favorites. I think it's everybody's favorites.
1: Oh okay, yeah, I remember those now. Yeah, those are nice.
0: Even the ones that he wore when he came back, um, like in '95 when he came back, there was a shoe. was like a red the, and black. I don't even remember the color. Here's what I, all I remember about it is on the sole, they they had like lines, and each line was like rookie of the year '84, uh, you know, MVP. 88 Defensive Player of the Year, 88, and then like all his accolades were listed from like the toe to the heel, basically.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I don't. I don't remember. I think I feel like it was white and black because in '95 when he came back, they went to the playoffs, and they were still wearing like white socks with the sneakers. Mm -hmm. And then '96 was when they started wearing black socks, black sneakers, only in the playoffs. It was like a little playoff mode got turned on. Oh, really? 36.
1: From the Fab Five, they got that.
0: <laughs> Is that right? Is the, that... <laughs> well, the Fab
1: Five were the first ones to rock the black uh, the black socks, I think, and black shoes. All right. I didn't re- Yeah, all
0: right. That makes sense.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I think they took the baggy shorts from Jordan, although they made
1: them a little baggier. Yeah, they definitely made them a little baggier. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I think Jordan wore his shorts a little baggier. Uh when he came in at least more so than uh yeah I think like more like time. later
1: later eighties, I think I think he was still <laughs> wearing the short shorts like when he first came in, but yeah, definitely by the late eighties, yeah he uh, start wearing a little bit more room to breathe yeah. a lot of style man
0: we talk we just talk about the dream team, but a lot of that style and the like, culture came from George man I mean, you look back at those everybody had like a wrist- a wristband on their on their left on their left elbow, everybody you know had like. They had what that knee brace on the left knee. Everybody had the shorts a certain way. Everybody had the Air Jordans. Everybody, you know, it was, if you if you played the game, you, were out, you you try to find something in Jordan's game that you can mimic in your backyard. You know, whether it was like the fadeaway later in life, whether you know, or you're doing like spin moves or trying to flip it over your head or something. Yeah, All tongue that sh- sticking out. Yep, yep,
1: exactly, man. And
0: that's that influence that that Jordan had um, was just. Uh, was it put in motion through Nike, through the Dream Team, well, yeah, through dream this exposure? Team,
1: yeah, Dream Team is responsible for what you know, the NBA has become and is today.
0: I don't know. Like LeBron is huge. I'm not, I'm not trying to make this a comparison between LeBron and Jordan because it's not what this is about. But like LeBron is huge, but I don't think you could ever compare. It would, it would take something like monumental – to be on the level of Jordan in the early 90s.
1: No, there's no athlete in any sport, I don't think. That's, met, not we, knock,
0: that's not a knock on LeBron. He's, I mean, he's as famous as anybody, you know, yeah. decided Jordan. But, yeah, just culturally,
1: the impact. No, there's nobody. It's just, uh, I mean, we, we talked about it. It was Ali and Babe of Ruth. That's it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the Dream Team, the dream team just, uh, I mean, it, it took it to a different level. I mean, they were, they were like the Beatles, the Rolling Stones over there.
1: Yeah, they were pumped to have him over there, definitely. And uh,
0: even still, just watching this documentary the other day, I was googling uh, Jordan golf shoes to see uh, if I could get some. <laughs> Did he have golf shoes? shoes? <laughs> oh yeah, <Does> he? <laughs> pretty, pretty sweet. Right. I think I'll, I think I'll grab them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the Jordan influence lives on, even today. And the best part about, and
1: the best part for, I think, for us as the. Uh, as fans and for those guys over there was just the practices.
0: Oh, the fucking practices are
1: amazing. And the and uh, the the more I could watch of that practice the better. I wish I feel like there's they an could extended just... version somewhere on YouTube that shows you a little bit more. Yeah, I got got to see if that. Somebody posted that on Twitter actually this week the actual starting fives for for each team.
0: Well, was Team Magic and Team Jordan. Yeah, I know
1: Magic and Barkley were on the same team, and I forget who was on. I think Jordan and Pippen were on the same team. That's all I, I remember. They, and I think they had Leitner. Did they? I, think, I, I, think did, I did see did. Leitner, too. I don't know. I forgot which team he was on.
0: Just from – Leitner played every game. <laughs> so I was, looking, I was looking at some of the stats. Leitner played every game. Some garbage time. I think Drexler only played five games. And then uh, Stockton must have been hurt because he only played two. And Bird only played two.
1: Oh really? Stock? Yeah, Stockton. I didn't see on the uh, on the pickup game when people posted this, the five on five because two guys had to sit out unless they were seven guys in. So I don't, I'm not sure how that worked.
0: So it was MJ and Scotty.
1: Yeah, I know MJ and Scotty versus Barkley and Magic. That's all I remember. I think Magic. I think MJ and Scotty had Malone, right? Could be. And Leitner. had to be Ewing and D-, D Rob had to be on two sides. Yeah. So just I don't know who. I don't know which side. Yeah, those, those two guys are on either side.
0: Magic, Barkley, yeah, and, Le- and Leitner.
1: <laughs> Fucking Leitner. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, spot. But, that,
0: but that's, I mean, that's beautiful basketball because I, that's what I just would like to see it just play out in, like, real time. I don't want to see all the cuts and shit.
1: Yeah. And
0: just, and just watch, like, kind of see how the game takes a turn. And just like turns on, from, turns from like a practice to be like, all right, now, now it's on, like ready, like all the trash yeah. talking, like magic is going, and you know magic is fired up because he hasn't been around hoops like this
1: in a long time, yeah, almost and two this years, is, I think it was. And this is like well, wait, was, the, was the last game he played the '91 finals.
0: Uh, Did the HIV stuff
1: come out after the '90, right after the '91 finals? It
0: sounds right because in because '92
1: All think Star game is when
0: he. The All-Star game in 92
1: is when he came back and he won All-Star MVP oh. in Orlando. You know what's crazy is I don't even remember Magic coming back in like the mid-90s. Any of the comebacks? Because he had a couple. Yeah, not, had, no,
0: like, I don't know why. Because he had so – Magic, so Magic had that All-Star game. First of all, do you remember that All-Star game in Orlando? No. Awesome. He, it's phenomenal. I mean, I think I actually have a VHS tape. I'm sure I watched. I'm
1: sure I watched. It's, I definitely watched all. I was still watching All Star games at that point.
0: It was Storybook. I mean, this is a, this is if, to watch any All Star game. This is the reason to watch because Magic had been away from the game for I think half a year, and they let him play. Yeah, and, right. uh, and he and he won the MVP, and he earned. I mean, he was great. He was great hitting threes and shit. Like at the end of the game, Isaiah's guarding him, and Michael's guarding him. Everybody's like taking turns, mm-hmm. just like kind of out of respect, and like. I think, like, Jordan was guarding him, and then he switched off, and it was Isaiah. And then Magic kind of, like, backs him down, turns around, just hucks up a three with no time left on the shot clock, drains it. Crowd goes bonkers. You know, that was it, basically. Uh, Awesome. Awesome stuff. Mm -hmm. So then then the all-star, then the dream team happens. And so that's 92. He tried to come back, I think, the next year. I think, like, 92, 93, tried to come back. But then like Malone gave him shit because nobody knew anything about AIDS at that point. Like, oh, <laughs> if I scratch him and it gets on me, am I going to get AIDS? You know, th- that kind of thing. Carmelo <laughs> <Tom> Malone. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so so then that, that went by the wayside. But then he came back. He came back twice. Oh, no, he came back once. He came back play, in, like, 96, I think. Yeah, and he came back midseason. season with Van Axel as a sick move, like I still remember this move in the game he came back came off the bench mm-hmm. and he was like a power he was like a power forward at this point he's like bulked up a little bit, yeah, and you know, but he still had it so he gets this he gets the ball uh like a little bit higher than the block and just gives somebody a ball fake one handed ball fake to like the corner guy bites it layup Crago's goes bonkers like his, I, I, I don't want to say it was his first play but it was definitely the, his, <laughs> like first yeah his, his first time getting into that into a game and then like a couple weeks later he got he got to like some an argument with a referee and bumped the referee onto the scores table or something
1: oh really i don't remember
0: that. oh wait was that shit i might get it all backwards see tell where the comebacks but he also came back as a coach and that went really badly
1: yeah, yeah, that w- I I know that was terrible.
0: I might have just muddled those two comebacks together. Yeah, it's
1: alright. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, never ne- never worked out, but it was always it's always big when he tried to make a comeback. Like, all right, here's Magic. Let's see him. But it was always uh, it was always big for Sports Center at least. Yeah, of course. Um, and he was still he could still ball. He wasn't Magic, but he could still ball, and he still yeah, had, he you knew know? how to
1: handle the ball. Yeah, he knew it was way around the court.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, still had the vision. Yeah, of course, that's all you need. Um. Oh shit! So the, where were we, man? Oh, the practice, the dream practices, yeah. practices.
1: yeah, that was and, some cool shit. Jordan and Magic just going back and forth talking shit, and Magic just losing oh, shit. That's,
0: that's what. Yeah, that's what I need to see. It's just the shit talk escalate and go and go on and see. Uh, and see how they see how they respond to each other. And I guess I guess Mike was it Magic said it? I told him at some point. You got to put that Air Jordan show, or we're going to beat you. And he's like, then he scored like 15 in a row. <laughs> yeah, it went from
1: like down nine to up four. I like got to know
0: where. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so after the Dream Team, and you can kind of see, I don't know if that's from, the, from my memory or from the show, but you kind of see like Jordan's getting tired, right? It's a lot of basketball. He's played in three finals in a, in a row, so he's playing 100 games a year. Yeah, And then, so three three years in a row, 100 games. And then he's playing, then, then he goes to Europe to do the Dream Team stuff. So you can see, or two years in a row at that point. And then he goes to Europe to the the Dream Team stuff. You can see, he's like, all right, you know, Michael was always a guy who wanted his, uh, like, downtime. He wanted to relax. He wanted, you know, he always said be with his family, but he wanted to golf and he wanted to yeah, gamble. golf and, and gamble. That's, and, that's, and that's coming up a couple of minutes. But you can kind of see, like, he was getting tired. At the at that point, or at least you know, you know. Now looking back, you know that he was getting physically drained, mentally drained. It was all kind of.
1: I would say you know, mentally more than physically. I would, if I had to guess.
0: Yeah, because he was
1: still at the top of his game um, through all this. But, right, talent wasn't wasn't an issue. It was never, right, never right. an issue with him. It was just right. uh, you know not being able to leave your. But hotel even the
0: room. even the greatest athletes in the world, though they they they, they break down a little bit after all this. Yeah, know, of course. If, um, but then the the, uh, the documentary veers into this whole. uh the, the, Like I think you had said the other day, like the darker side yeah. of of Jordan, and I think it's only gonna get worse. From what I understand, like you're gonna see some of the worst, some of the, some of the worst shit from yeah, from Jordan coming up. Yeah, like the whole punching curve, I and mean, I think he punched. I think he might have even went at Will Purdue at some point. Yeah.
1: Um yeah, I think Bill. Car- I don't know if they. Bill Cartwright Touch- was gone by then, but I think he went
0: at Bill Cartwright too. Yeah, and Bill Cartwright was wrecked in that Jordan Rules book. Yeah. So in like, fact, the Jordan Rules book comes out, so you get into like here the darker side. He's no longer the golden child, right?
1: Yeah, and this book um, came out what ninety two, late ninety two, early ninety three.
0: I think it was ninety three. It's definitely it was, out by it, ninety by the
1: ninety three playoffs.
0: Yeah, might have been like might have coincided with the
1: ninety three playoffs. Yeah,
0: classic. Yeah. Scumbag, scumbag author trying to get <laughs> Jordan set. Smith.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, it might have been a Bulls fan. Maybe he looked at it as he was lighting a fire.
0: It's very true. Yeah. Better a well, Bulls fan. I don't know. Right. Yeah. For Jordan, that would have as yeah. That if you're a Bulls fan, that absolutely would have been the play.
1: Yeah, but you know, so the, so the book comes out and pulls the curtain back a little bit. It shows you that uh, number one, he's not perfect.
0: Yeah. Number two, yep. he's a
1: little cuckoo. Not not right in the head. Which hey, no. You look at it. You can look at it a couple ways. You know, you can look at it as he was a little ornery, he was a little bit of a dickhead to you know people around them, players, coaches, whatever. But without that, you're not winning championship after championship. You're not getting the performances on the court. Yeah, no, don't, So I don't, don't. you know, the, you the, the results are what different. it
0: is. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. The results speak for themselves. Um. Let's, before we get to the gambling, let's talk, two, let's talk for two seconds about this whole uh, political situation. Yeah. 90, I think it was in 93, like right around the place. Uh, I, think
1: it was, I think it was before
0: that. Oh, yeah, November. Yeah, we're talking about So that had to be earlier in the season,
1: right? No, I, think so, was, I think it was uh, even before – I want to say it was 1990 election. Was it senator, governor, election? I don't even know. North Carolina? I want to say it was uh, like yeah. 1990. It was for yeah right because the
0: Democratic nominee in North Carolina would have been the first Black governor of North Carolina
1: yeah
0: um, and Jordan didn't and J- Jordan's
1: quote his infamous quote now is Republicans buy sneakers too which I had um, never realized was I had always heard that line as kind of like a myth almost okay. urban, or almost like an urban legend like oh yeah no, Jordan that's why Jordan never took a hard stance politically. Yeah, I yeah. had never realized that he, it was kind of like a throwaway line that he had said, joking around, like on the team bus to a reporter or something.
0: Yeah, and I think Clay Travis has a book named that. Does he really? <laughs> I think
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Oh God, Clay <laughs> yeah, Travis they, stealing MJ's line for his fucking book.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, but MJ completely owned it though, right? In the documentaries, like that's not who I was now. What I was about, it was nineteen ninety U.S. State Senator. Sure, no, I, right. I, was, I, was, I was way off.
0: Um, so yeah, so he gets a lot of shit for not stepping up here. I <laughs> guess he made a he, he says, did. look, I made he goes I made a contribution, but he didn't like he didn't film any advertisements, he didn't campaign for the guy. But I mean, look, it's different than today. I understand you want something from your heroes, right? You everybody looks up to this guy, you want something from him, right? And that's politics too. I understand that, you know, you, you gain you, you stand to gain something from this. I understand that it's probably the quote unquote uh, right thing to do. Yeah. But politics isn't everybody I know 2020 everybody has to have a fucking opinion on politics. If you don't, you're like,
1: you know. And it better be a hard, it better be a hard opinion. Yeah, hard which,
0: which is which is for the worse, okay? Well, we talked about this before on this show. It's for the worse. Yeah. It's not the way. It's no way to fucking live. So in 1990, again, I understand, you know, you think it's the right thing to do, but this guy doesn't owe anybody anything. This guy has the right to live his life the way he, he wants to. Um, not everybody has to act. Not everybody who is looked up to on a, on a basketball court or on a movie screen has to do what you think he should to conform to your you know, your uh, ideas of uh, how you would act in that same position.
1: right, they have one job. And that's, you know, if you're an athlete, it's to play ball. If it's an actor, it's to act. If you're a musician, it's to go sing, you know. Anything you, else they do extra is, you know, an added bonus, I feel like. Yeah, and your expectations, man. I mean, you're, this
0: guy is damned either way. I mean, if he, he doesn't talk out, you're going to be, where the, where the fuck is Michael? And if he talks out, you're going to say, stick the fucking basketball. You're an athlete. Go back to the court. Just shut up and dribble,
1: right? Shut up and dribble. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, LeBron's getting that today.
1: Yeah. He's getting it. He
0: got it like yesterday. He got it. Oh, did he? Or, to, or or today? Which I don't I don't know enough about this story. I didn't read enough about it today. But yeah, he spoke up today about a, a horrible um, murder that happened yesterday, uh, and pe- and people were and Jason Whitlock attacked him for fucking talking out about. Oh, it. Oh, I did. Hear,
1: I did see Whitlock's name in the uh, paper of some. Uh, I didn't even look into it. Yeah, well, I, you know, I just like, can't. Like, I knew it was something political side has avoided it.
0: Yeah, but it's just every everybody's right because if LeBron didn't say anything, people might say, "Why don't these high profile athletes say something?" And now here's Jason Whitlock coming out and talking about him speaking up. Like, what the fuck do people want? So Jordan decided not to, so he's gonna get shit for it. Yeah, and if he and if he and if he did, if he did, if he did, talk, if he did speak out, if he was political, and let's say not this not this gentleman in particular, um, in 1990, but wait, maybe somebody else he campaigned for his Mm -hmm. life goes down the shitter. His political career is a hoax or, or he is, he's, um, he's running scams or whatever the fuck it might be. You can say, well, Jordan backed the wrong dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, there's no
1: winning with this kind of stuff. And there's no, and that's so overrated when like a famous person comes out and backs a politician You know, I got I got news for you. People have their minds made up already, man, who they're voting for. It doesn't matter if their favorite athlete or favorite actor comes out and endorses Mm -hmm. somebody. They have their mind made up, you know, and And, and I think I think a lot of people like someone like Jordan, maybe he doesn't really mention this, but maybe he's smart enough to realize, like, you know, I can make a difference out there on the court with, you know, playing ball, you know, sneakers and, you know, the basketball jerseys and all that. But I'm probably not going to make a difference in politics, even if I do speak out. So what's the point?
0: Yeah, I th- See, that would yeah, be I think my stance up- at least. I th- I think it's even tougher for a, a minority athlete like Jordan because, the, you know, the, I think I think with like the numbers of uh, who goes to the polls and stuff, like you know, historically it's just old white people that go to the polls. Sure. So, but I, I bet it's unfair to, to to pin those numbers on Jordan. Also, like, I mean, could he have? could he he could he help more than the average uh celebrity in that you know to 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 up those numbers probably yeah but maybe a little bit marginally i have no i mean i really don't know but so it's 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 even more of a i mean i'm not an expert on this um in in many ways i'm I, i'm just i'm talking a turn here but it's it's just seems like you know it, it's it's a lot of uh not expectations are pressure, but it's it's a, it's a lot to ask from one guy, who might not be
1: into that kind of stuff. And you know? I, to be honest with you, if I had a guess, I don't think he has any interest in it. When you're when you're Michael Jordan and you're worth you know two and a half billion dollars, and I don't even know what the guy does. I mean, besides gambling, golf, or whatever, <laughs> like I, I can't I can't see him sitting down and getting wrapped up in a political debate or getting wrapped up in a political. I I, I can't even picture him voting. <laughs> like he just, when you're Michael Jordan you just live in your own universe I, man Like I can't see stuff like
0: that I can't picture it now when the whole world revolves around it when he probably stands to gain more from you know the right person being in office I can't picture it now let alone in 1990 when all he was thinking about was winning his first fucking championship
1: yeah yeah, yeah, right. So, exactly. It's
0: was consuming. So, and then, the, I mean, you can't, comp- they bring up Ali and Ali's in a class of his own, man. Ali was the greatest. Ali was an activist. Ali did what he did because he was Muhammad Ali. Yeah.
1: You
0: know, that's not for anybody else to do. That's just for one guy. And there's only one, you know, it, it's, it's not, not everybody can be Ali. And he you know, and he, George... may have
1: looked at Ali and saw all the shit Ali got, and was like, "Yeah, that's not for me."
0: Yeah, for sure. Now, not man. that he was going to go got... change
1: his name or anything, and, you oh, know, uh, draft dodge or whatever. But like, still, it's it's not. He just figured, like, you know what, I'm not going to deal with that. Yeah. Republicans buy yeah. sneakers too, and that was <laughs> and that was that. Uh,
0: yeah. It, it, to me, it's not a big deal. And just like I, mean, I
1: stuck up for Ali, not that I was around at the time, but I stick up for Ali with what he did and what he had to say because obviously, absolutely. you know, First Amendment, freedom of speech. Jordan has that same freedom. It's, it's freedom of speech, not obligation of speech, okay? Jordan has the right yeah. to just sit there and not oh, do anything.
0: Where the fuck did you pull that from?
1: That was great. Uh, fuck. It's, it's not it's probably something I said that before. Was... That was phenomenal. Shut up. Man,
0: let's end, the, let's end the show right now. Oh, all right. It's, I'm
1: going to be like a stand I'm just going to sh- take my headphones out and walk out of the room. It's, it's not obligation of speech. Yeah, I'll take it from here. That was <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking phenomenal. Well, I've always oh, said money. that about voting, too. Is that it's, it's your... Uh, what have I said about voting? It's that you don't... You know, it's your... uh it's your right You're, to abstain. Maybe. Right, exactly. It's a it's a yeah. privilege, not an obligation, basically. Because obviously felons can't vote. It's your privilege, not your obligation. So if you don't want to vote, man, I'm not telling you to vote. I hate when people try yeah. and do that, man. Yeah. Trying to get uh, everyone to vote. But, you know, their agenda is they're trying to get you on their side when they tell you that.
0: Yeah. But what's the uh, the Rush song? Oh, uh, where Where he says... This might uh, be your department,
1: I don't know. Where he says...
0: Uh, to, you know, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. I mean, that's uh, that's what it is, man. Yeah. If you choose not to, if you're choosing not to
1: decide, that's your choice. It's, you
0: know, yeah, that's it. I don't remember. It,
1: uh, I don't speaking of going back to Kobe. I don't remember Kobe ever really getting involved, did he, politically?
0: not that I know, but
1: uh, so no, I don't know. I,
0: I was going to say that like, Kobe was. I don't know. Kobe had his own issues. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> that people hate him. That people hate him for so. Kobe may have
1: been knocking on Brock's door. And Brock was like, nah, I'm good.
0: (laughs) I I need need
1: Colorado, Kobe. All right? Take a back seat. Just
0: make an anonymous donation, please. (laughs) 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 Oh, boy. So then we moved on past the politics thing. And then we get to 93. And this whole thing is kind of an amazing little... uh, Part right here because the gambling thing comes into play, the Knicks rivalry comes into play, and the third championship comes into play on on this one little bubble here. And the gambling thing blows up after. Uh, well, there's a book that's out about Jordan, about uh, Michael and me, my some some schmucks' oh, uh, gambling man. addiction. Is that the golf guy. Yeah, yeah, and uh, there you know people know about uh, what was his name? At Slim Slim Bowler. Slim Bowler yeah. and the Jordan's fifty seven thousand dollars check was, was cut to him, and Poor guy had Jordan, to testify. Yeah, Jordan had to go to court and shit, and uh, and then of course after game after game one lost to the Knicks uh, at the Garden, he goes to AC with some friends and family. He, uh, it's it's debatable if he went home early. He was <laughs> home by midnight or twelve thirty, as he says. Or if you have seen in the casino as late as two thirty-three. Well, they in don't, morning, have, as they the don't paper have clocks. Saying.
1: They don't have clocks in casinos. <laughs> yeah. I think they, ha- they did have one in the on the way home. Well, yeah. maybe he <laughs> left his watch at home. I don't know. Twelve thirty. So, I'll go. We'll, we'll stick with his word, even though there's no way it was twelve thirty. There's <laughs> z- zero. There's a zero chance. <laughs> All right, that's fair.
0: We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll just stick with his word. We have no, we, I don't have any, any tapes. I certainly wasn't there, so yeah. Uh, so then, of course, it's all over the papers. They lose game two. The Starks, yeah, Starks dunk. The Starks dunk, yeah, and and uh, and they go back to Chicago, and that's you know whatever the, the probably two off days or whatever it was, and that's uh, the press is eating it up. You saw Francesa, oh yeah, cold going take. about it.
1: What a cold take that <laughs> oh, was. Man. <laughs>
0: Princess is saying that. <laughs> Princess goes out of his way to say that this guy does not want to win. He doesn't have the motivation to win a third championship. <laughs> yeah. Guy goes out in three-peats twice. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: yeah, that was tough. Not a good look from Mike. Uh, yeah, I don't know <sighs> why. I don't know. I mean, I, wasn't, I was around in 93. 93 is the first year I remember watching basketball, which is why I was happy that they focused heavily on these two series. Yeah. I thought they didn't really spend enough time on the first series against the Lakers, the first finals. So I was, yeah, I was, they kind of
0: glossed over both those finals, even the, even the, uh, I don't mind the Blazers' Yeah, finals. I don't mind
1: the Portland one, but I think the Lakers' one was a little bit bigger than – people look at it as like a five-game, you know, they lose game one, then, you know, gentlemen sweep 4-1. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I thought they should have spent a little more time on that because th- that game three was pretty good. But anyways, we're going backwards. Um, I was glad yeah. they, I was glad they focused on these two series because – um, again, selfishly, it's when I first started watching basketball, and uh, I mean, this is—you could argue even against the teams that they played in the Western Conference in the in the excuse me in the finals from the West. Mm-hmm. You could argue that Knicks team may have been the best team they beat along this run. In the first three P, uh, maybe in either three P. Well, I mean, Utah was pretty – maybe in the first three, Pete, Yeah, because uh, or the Suns team. I don't know because that Knicks team was I think they won like 62 games or something. Like they were really good and I heard Joe Beningo on the radio talking this week cuz they were talking about the last dance. And he says yeah. this was the best Knicks team since the championship team
0: in the 70s. I mean they I mean it was it was they were they were hungry, man. I mean they were just kind of turned the corner that team Was people talk about all the time like that team was everything the New York Knicks fans wanted in their team. They're tough. They didn't take any shit. They had Riley comes over and he's got that team playing great. Yeah, and Riley
1: completely transforming himself from the Showtime Lakers to the awesome. Awesome. I love. I love. I love that in a basketball coach. Uh
0: Yeah, phenomenal to be able to just kind of find you find a way to win with with the personnel you have. You don't try and make the personnel bend. To your plan, you make a plan based around who you have. Right, right. And Ewing, you, you Oakley, and Mason aren't going to be worthy,
1: Magic, and Kareem. No, no, not even close. Not, not in my, not in anybody's wildest fantasies. And I think that was the biggest problem to spend a couple minutes on the Knicks. I mean, they just didn't have a second option other than Ewing, like a consistent option. Like, Starks could get hot. You know, Oakley could give you a good game. Mason can give you a good game. Maybe you get something out. I don't know. Is Derek Harper on the 93 team? Nah, it's Pre-Harper. Pre-Harper. Doc was on that team. Pretty sure it's Pre-Harper. I don't know. Looking uh looking back, man. Imagine if Riley did a hell of a huh. job, man, with that team cuz they had talent, but to be like the number 1 seed over the Bulls that year? Yeah. And then you yeah. know obviously they rebound and go in 94 too and you know come a, you know very close to winning. Uh mm-hmm. they just never had that second option. you, just, you know, it it's uh but as, as a collective unit, though, I mean, they were just—they were They're, really good. Yeah,
0: they played real well together. Great. And, you know, great they had that mentality. crowd and
1: they had that crowd behind them at the Garden. Oh. That was, you know, that crowd was real hungry.
0: When, when, when the Garden crowd was going nuts and the organist was going, and you know, that, that chant of defense was as intimidating yeah. a chant as you, can, <laughs> as you can run into in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, and that was the one team that they just uh, you could you could tell their dicks got hard when that that defense yeah. chant was going. That's, another, they, that's they,
1: another thing Joe B was talking about. He said the biggest his biggest like regret as a fan, even beyond maybe not as much as the, the Jets not winning a second Super Bowl, but he says not beating Jordan ever. He I mean, said it just kills him.
0: I mean, I feel like Farley at the end of uh, Wayne's World too, but a lot of girlfriends are in there, Joe.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's fair. I think it was the fact that they had so many cracks at him, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, From eighty-nine to ninety. Well, even even the second run, he came back. They beat him. Uh, we'll probably see
0: this this weekend. But like when they beat the Bulls without Jordan in ninety-five, that was huge. It was, yeah. Like, it was they, they. They might might as well have been there. I mean, Pete Myers might might as well have been Jordan. I mean, it was a hard fought series too. I mean. And you gave us four yeah. point play, the Ku cool coach thing with Pippen, mm-hmm. uh, hitting the game winner in Chicago. So, yeah, I mean, it was still a big, big deal for them. To beat him. it was, it wasn't
1: the, quite the same though.
0: No, but it was, a, it was a hump though. You had to get
1: over that, it hump. was, it was a little bit of a hump. And, and then when Jordan came back, it was just the Knicks had fallen off a little bit. And
0: yeah, it's, we were talking a little bit about it like at work, and the Knicks fans were like, Oh, thank God, all the oh, the Knicks heartbreaking losses are out of the last dance. I was like, "Did you guys not remember uh, he came back? He came back and did it again to you guys." <laughs> like, yeah, I don't he think
1: not... he played them again. Well, yeah, the double nickel game, which I'm sure. No, nah,
0: no, nah, he beat they beat him in the night. He beat him in one. They beat him four to one in one of the playoffs. I forget it was '96. Oh, yeah. it
1: might have been the yeah. 72 win team. Don't see those are like
0: that was like, Derek Harper.
1: They, oh, okay. Cause like those games, those that series is like the Nick. The Bulls were so much better that.
0: I don't think it was a seventy-two win team because they, they swept all their way into the finals. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. The Knicks. I think they, they beat them what like five in five games. You said right? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's more of those early, like from eighty-nine to ninety-three. I think they played them mm-hmm. three times in the playoff. In the ninety-two, they took them the to seven games. The the second uh, team of the three peat.
0: They took them. Oh yeah, it's right. It took East, them seven, in the East, seven in the. In the yeah.
1: It wasn't even the conference finals. It was the semis, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Only the, one. Of the one other team took them to seven, right? The, that was, uh, the Pacers. Pacers. That was it. Yeah. Well, other than yeah. I mean, pre three peats. I think the Pistons. Right. I mean, it, the, right. right. The championship. Yeah. During during yeah. the championship era. Yeah. yeah. It was the Pacers. Yeah. The only other team. So, so yeah, all this bad
0: press going into Chicago with the gambling, and. This is where Jordan steps up. He's getting murdered by the press. He is like, doubted for, I don't want to say the first time, but he's getting doubted.
1: The um, first, like, I don't, I, it's, I, I have a problem like calling it chink in the armor because they hadn't lost yet, but I guess a little bit chink in the armor because they're down 2 0 and people are doubting his motivation. So it's almost like, you know, Superman, you know, with his back against the wall. Maybe he's not, uh, maybe he's losing his powers.
0: Yeah, like he's got, he's like, yeah, exactly. what is. Superman's like goes, puts his hand to his face and looks down. There's like a drop of blood. He's like, what, what's going on here?
1: All right. It's and like, then
0: it's like Drago. And then he Shut just up. doesn't. And then he just puts his head down and carries that team through the next four games. And he, he answers a call that like oh, I feel like only he can do something like that. Like how, who puts the pressure on himself like that and then then steps up to answer the bell. That's as a Jordan-esque yeah, it's not many guys. move. Yeah, like how many? T- again, ah, shit. I don't want to do this. I was going to mention like LeBron. How many times he would just kind of like like falter, yeah. and uh, you know when the pressure was the highest. But he's once he's once so many times too. Like I can't, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's but but Jordan never did that, and Jordan found a way even when he created the. uh so apologies to LeBron here because not my, not my motivation was to tear him down at all. But, uh, but, but Jordan just dug deep, man. He's like, no, fuck this, man. I'm, g- I'm going to go out there and, uh, and, and find a way. And he did. And then he took him, to, took him right to the finals, date with the Suns.
1: Yeah, that Knicks series could be the biggest series of his career, Jordan. Sure. You can make the argument. There's probably a couple of biggest series. Like that beating the Pistons for the first time was pretty big. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying like biggest in terms of like where he, his back was really against the wall and he could have lost. Well, yeah, there's true. Cause there's
0: like a little bit of an arc there because when he beat the Pistons, that's one, they were kind of the, they were the underdogs. So they beat the Pistons. They they couldn't get over the Pistons for a while. They go up there, they win two championships. Uh, so now they're, now they're the top dogs. If, if the Knicks beat them. Circle of life sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. If the Knicks beat them, they're just the Pistons. They won their two. Now get the fuck out of here. Yep. But Jordan finds a way, comes out, and uh, they're they, they on the way to the 3 P. Yep. So, yeah, that, you're right. That could be – legacy-wise, that could be as big as a series as he had played in. because um, yeah, how, At what point did he go from being just like the great Michael Jordan to the greatest of all time? Was it when he came back? Was it seventy-two
1: um, wins? Was it the, was it this? Was it back to back the second time, or was it two? Was it two three peats? I've been asking myself that since this documentary aired. Ex- exactly when did he go from? Because you're watching the transition in in these shows. Like he goes yeah. from he goes from like superstar, know, perennial all star. My he's he's that right off the bat. Like his first yeah. season, okay? yeah. And then his mm-hmm. second and third season, I think probably. I guess maybe during that Celtics series, which yep. was his second year, which is crazy, a second year, yep. you already have guys like Bird and Magic being like, "Yeah, yeah, that's that's the best player in the league right there." Yeah, mm-hmm. but you got to win in basketball. It's like quarterback in football; you have to win a chance. Yeah, no, there's there's a lot of guys who had to so, be obviously, a good se- yeah. so obviously, yeah. So obviously, we're at the point now where he's won two in a row, and he's getting there, but I don't know. I feel like it had to be this made it, minimum at least the fourth championship beating the Sonics. Yeah, yeah. But it's tough. You can make the argument that shot against the Jazz, man, just like that last shot he hit against Brian I Russell. Like, have,
0: Yeah, it could have sealed it. Yeah, it that was, probably sealed That probably sealed it.
1: Cemented it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Because at this point – It's probably his – I mean, it's crazy to say because he had so many big shots, but that's probably his most iconic shot.
0: Ah, uh, there's so many. Yeah, I, I know, the, but
1: just the fact the, <laughs> that it was like the costest call—if that's the last shot Jordan takes as a bull, yeah. I feel like it's crazy to say, but his last shot as a bull could be like his most iconic. Let's do that. Let's do uh, at some point before the last thing is over. Let's
0: kind of list. I hate doing lists, but let's try and fig- let's try and find out what the most important shots of his career were. We don't call it a list. All right. are the greatest shots of career. We'll call it um, career, we'll call it the list of, oh shit, don't say list. Fucking lists. I feel like <laughs> lists are such a hack job. Um, career defining shots, now I uh, will think of something and make it, uh, we we'll sound cooler than it really is. All right. <laughs> we'll, try to, we'll try to make it sound cooler than it really is. I'm, put, I'm um, putting
1: the Lakers shot on there, just FYI. The, the, it's the forgotten shot. Game All right. Three. Good. Okay. <laughs> That's great. that makes it important. I'm putting it on the uh, the not list. It's not okay. it's not a list. I'm putting it on the whatever. Jordan's biggest shots. I already wrote down three. Not a list.
0: <laughs> All right. We'll figure out something. We'll figure some something cool to do with his his big shots. I um, can do it uh, like after the
1: it. after the documentary is over.
0: Yeah, yeah, a couple, show, week, couple right. weeks, a couple weeks, couple weeks from now we'll do it. We'll figure something out. Yeah. All right, uh, and then that Sun series, man. So you go, they go into the Sun series, and the one thing that I lo- I just brought these two episodes together was how we talked about in that first episode how him and Scotty used Jerry Krause's admiration for Coach as motivation <laughs> in this in this series, Jordan. I guess Jerry Krause loved Dan Marley, which is a weird. Like, first of all, everybody loved Dan Marley because he would just chuck it from anywhere on the court and drill mm-hmm. it. So everybody like loved Dan Marley. I don't know where Jerry Krause's love came from, or why Jordan even knew about it, or what the whole fucking story was behind that. But Jordan knew that Jerry Krause loved Dan Marley, and he was like, "I am, I'm going to show the world that Dan Marley does not belong in the same breath as Michael Jordan." And I don't, I don't think anybody else believed that. <laughs> I don't think anybody else was like, "Wow, I no, yeah, Dan... no one believed that." <laughs> like, yeah. Dan, like Dan Marley, and Michael Jordan, who's better? No, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think Jordan needed the three P or the four or the fourth championship or the fifth or sixth to prove he was better than Dan Marley. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, he got in his head that he had to prove to the world that he was better than Dan Marley. And He used that as motivation to fucking to to go on. Yeah, he went. He went
1: to a little bit. Of, I mean, Jordan was always in Fu mode.
0: Yeah. But you know, yeah. he went into he,
1: a little bit of that in the finals. Plus, at this point, he's not talking to the media. I think he had just lifted the band, actually, right? In the, in the, final, in the finals? Yeah, it was game it game
0: one? one? Yeah, I think it was game one. He did the Ahmad Rashad interview. Yeah, with which was shades one,
1: of, one of Jordan's oddest moments. Yeah, it really was, man. I don't remember that at all. But just to see I it don't in remember that move, yeah, it was a heel it. move, man. It was almost like a wrestler who's kind of transitioning into a bad guy. And it's like, what? Like, Why he's doing an interview with his sunglasses on, like saying he's not a saying he's not a gambler. Yeah, Saying With all the telltale signs that he is a <laughs> an addict. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he's a listen. When you have that much money, I think it's impossible to really have a gambling problem. But he yeah. definitely pre probably has a gambling addiction.
0: The only way that probably the only way that he can have like a downfall from gambling is if, is if he's also an alcoholic and a drug addict. That's the only way he could be fucked from his gambling addiction. But yeah. if he's just if gambling and a couple and like good cigars and like a couple Browns, like he's done, he's not blowing lines. He's not drinking three bottles of Jim Beam every night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's just having a, he's just having a, a cold one, or he's just you know he's not getting sloshed as I'm saying constantly. Yeah, waking up Michael- on bathroom floors.
1: <laughs> when you're Michael Jordan, that's probably the best vice you, you could have is gambling.
0: You can afford that vice, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you start going to shady hotel rooms to score, uh, you know, whatever kind of drugs, crystal meth, yeah, yeah, you're, you're in trouble. trouble. Yeah. Uh, there you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah,
1: 93 man. finals, <laughs> 93 that's,
0: finals. As that's, that's what you should be, yeah. you should be a vice consultant.
1: Like, look, here's my means. Here's what I do for a living. What's the yeah. best vice for me? I will I'll take out the spreadsheet and I'll uh, I'll show you the pros and cons of each one of your vices you could get hooked up with. <laughs> I think we all know yeah. the pros and cons.
0: You got you got to you have to you're you're gonna be like the uh, the the matchmaker for uh,
1: for vices. All right, yeah, that's awesome.
0: Million I'm dollar down. million dollar
1: vice matchmaker. Yeah, like Chuck Woolery, vice connection. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>
0: All right, um, and then some series was—I mean, it was weird. I, it was back and forth. Teams were winning on the road a lot.
1: Yeah, tough and, series. Uh, That's and, a good point. Uh, yeah, the, the home team only won one game, I guess. Right? Was it?
0: Uh, it'd be yeah, the Bulls won one home game,
1: right? Yeah, that was it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The triple overtime game—I I remember like waking up the next day after falling asleep, God knows what point.
1: Wake up the next day to find out they lost.
0: And, yeah, uh, that was the first series
1: I remember watching, too. I remember falling asleep watching a bunch of those games. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did yeah. see the – I remember watching staying up for the final game, the Paxson shot. Yep, yep. But all those other games, yeah, those were late tip-offs, man.
0: And that Paxson shot, man. It's a big-time uh, shot. Yeah.
1: I mean, nobody else was
0: shooting that in that quarter. Jordan just kind of took it to the center. Yeah, they, side, were, so is...
1: they were in free-fall mode, man. They were collapsing in that fourth quarter. I think they yeah. were up like 10 entering the fourth and – I think it was uh, – what was the static Jordan had nine – yeah, the, the Bulls had nine points. Jordan had all of them. And they were, they were actually down four with, like, 40 seconds left. Mm-hmm. Suns have the ball, mm-hmm. and they missed a shot. Jordan grabs the rebound, goes coast to coast for the layup.
0: Yep. I and obviously, that, yeah. Suns
1: come back down and miss a shot, and the rest is history. The shot. and shot.
0: Uh, J- wild, J-
1: wild finish. That Suns so team was game. Is
0: Jordan Jordan passed the Pippen who passed the Grant –
1: or did Jordan go right to Grant? I can't. Uh, top- I want to say it was. I don't even I thought, know if Jordan touched the ball. I think it might have been Pippen to Grant to Paxson. I think Jordan brought at least half court,
0: though. No, maybe, maybe it was Jordan to Pippen Because, to because if to you Paxton. if you if you go back and, and watch Grant, he had he's like jittery. He had such a. I, I don't remember. Oh, specific. Yeah, hot potato, man. I don't remember specifics, but I do remember that he had an awful quarter or half, or he, just, he was just not playing well. I think he missed a layup at some point. I think the most and, of the team wasn't playing well in the
1: fourth quarter or second half. I, I for like... some
0: reason, at 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 ten or at eleven years old, I rem- I remember just I remember picking out that Grant was not in any state of mind to be playing in this game under this pressure, and he got that ball from Pippen, and he whipped around so fast, and he had Didn't a he, chance at that
1: layup. Which, yeah, I mean, he could we'll never know, like, but.
0: He could have very easily like taken a power dribble, going to the rack or ball faked or something, but no, he just whipped it around. Paxson was ru- was open, drained that three, beautiful shot, nailed it. And uh, they go back. They made a stop. Uh, you know, after the after the timeout, and the inbounds pass, they made a stop. I think Scotty, it might actually it might have been either. Horace. It might have been Horace or Scotty blocked maybe Kevin Johnson, like a running what would have been like a running jump shot didn't. Ever really materialized you when know, one of these
1: guys a, a had i I'm pretty ball. sure Kevin Johnson actually had a rough series, I and mean, Kevin Johnson was was pretty good at that point. Like, he was their number yeah. two guy. And, yeah, uh, it was it was mostly Barkley that series. Barkley was a monster, obviously. A lot of Tony Dumas uh, highlights. Yeah, the Last Dance. More than I more than I thought I'd be seeing for yeah, sure. Tony Dubas, that's one of the <laughs> one of the uh, one of the guys coming out uh, nice on the other side of this documentary. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Barkley. This is probably I'm trying to think now because I, I picked up Barkley. This is the year I basically picked up Barkley because I remember you know watching him. Uh, mm-hmm. This is probably like the last year or two of Barkley's prime here. 93, 94. Because sure. Houston, yeah. Houston Barkley was not. No, that was not peak bar, prime he Barkley. He couldn't contribute like the old, like the old days. No, because this really. Barkley could shoot it. This Barkley could bring it up the floor. He can go coast to coast if he needed to. Yeah, I mean, could double, he could double, double in a machine, three. Yeah. He could, he yeah. could shoot a three here and there. You yeah. know, nobody he, took threes back then. Was he, hard he was, he was believe. a big time player. He was, he was a relatively clutch player too, man. I mean, he, 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 I mean, he was big time in this series, man. Yeah.
0: Game two, when
1: they, when they needed to win, you know, after losing game one at home, he drops, I think it was 42 and 13. And the only problem was Jordan had, like, a triple-double. I think he had 42 also. Yes. <laughs> and he tells the story all the time. It's the first time where, like, I came home and told my family or my guards like, there's just somebody better than me. Like, there's nothing I can – you know, it was the first time he ever, like, admitted, like, you know, because when you're growing up and you're that good, you're the, you're the man, you're the alpha. Yeah. And that was the first time where he was like, "Yeah, there's just someone better than me. Like I, <laughs> I don't know what to do. It's, it's tough." Yeah, man. Having, right. to, yeah. having to admit that, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's right in front of your face, man. And you know, hey, that's uh, <laughs> that's uh, tough one I think for they're Charles. They're still on man. the
1: outs, aren't they? On the outs, still, Jordan and Barkley. Really? I didn't know that. What for? I, I don't know. They. they always, I mean, who knows? Barkley speaks his mind. Jordan takes things personally. It's not that hard for them to be on the outs, probably.
0: Jordan could probably just take him for all the money he has on the golf course, man. Then yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. <laughs> if Barkley wants to make up with him, that's the way, man. Just lose, yeah. lose like lose like twenty k to him on the uh, playing cards <laughs> and golfing. Be right. We'd be right back in good graces. With him.
0: <laughs> oh man. Uh, did you before we wrap this up, man? Did you see that uh Craig Hodges came out and said that Jordan broke some player code because he was like laughing oh, at the yeah. cocaine cowboys joke or not cocaine cowboys, the cocaine traveling circus? circus? Yeah, whatever. And Hodges wasn't even on the team, yeah. What's like Craig Hodges? What are you like? I like Craig Hodges. What are you doing, man?
1: Kind of, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. It was weird. He should Jordan have said that, eh, but he didn't like. He didn't name any names or anything. No, he didn't. No, not at all. He didn't get too in depth with it. No. All right. He just said there were some girls there and some lines. Yeah, he
0: didn't say like Jojo English had uh, kicked You know, kicked the blood under his nose or anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't even name another guy on that team in '84. I don't even know. I think that. I think Jojo English was on the team. Yeah. <laughs> maybe John Pat or no I think that was a year before Paxson got there. Yeah, I don't even know. That team was terrible before he got there.
0: Artist Gilmore?
1: Mm, could be. Uh, that's all I got.
0: Yeah, I mean, they they interviewed the coach. I don't they showed the coach multiple times. I don't remember who that was.
1: Oh, uh, Kevin... Stan Oh. <laughs> Stan uh, I forget. Kevin Willoughby? Not Is that a guy. Poor bastard got fired for uh he he went he went and uh what did he do? He he took he listened to Krause about the minutes restriction. You know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he ended up he said he told me he'd be fired on the spot and then he ended up getting fired anyway. <laughs> was it Albright? Oh that sounds right, yeah. Albright sounds right. Yeah, there's definitely a Stan Albright. I'm not sure if that's the one I'm thinking of though. It was right before Collins got there. Whatever, it's not that important. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I didn't even bother with the computer for this one, man.
1: All right. Well good shit,
0: man. Hey, take two. That's that's one of the hardest things to do, man. Is like we did this show the other day. Talk about the same. Stan
1: back. <laughs> God damn it. Stan back.
0: <laughs> oh man. Good man. stuff. You're close,
1: man. We'll give it to you.
0: I mean after who the fuck the whole... is
1: Stan Albright. Now I gotta look up and see who Stan Albright is. That's right. Sex offender from uh
0: miss minnesota
1: or something. oh shit senior pastor first baptist church what'd i say sex offender from minnesota yeah man gotta get that name out of my <laughs> there. i don't know i don't know where that came from <laughs> it's
0: just if anybody asks what your name is this that, does that's just time that's who you are all right perfect <laughs> Uh, but like I said, man, that's like one of the toughest thing to do is have the same exact conversation the other day and then try and redo it again.
1: And I don't think yeah. we did.
0: Well, I don't think one time we like stuttered over trying to rehash what we said the other day or trying to make it sound like the same way we said it the other day. So good job by you uh, on
1: that. Uh, unless you had anything else, say, then we wrap this one up, my man. That's it. Just follow us at the at Sunday Poor Twitter Instagram, and uh, we will see everybody soon. Hopefully, on someone's front front lawn.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll see you on the curb, everybody. Thanks for listening. Talk, Talk to you soon.